0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. The past several elections, interference by Russia, Iran, other foreign governments has been a top concern to be sure. This year, many U.S. officials are more worried about something else or someone else. American citizens and their lack of trust in free, fair elections. Jay Evenson, of course, with the Deseret News, uh, one of our favorite writers and thinkers. Uh, Jay, uh, you've taken this on in terms of election trust uh, as really being one of the big issues and the big challenges when it comes to our elections.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, uh, Boyd. Um, The interesting thing, as I pointed out in here, is that this lack of trust nationwide does not seem to be mirrored here in Utah. We just did a poll um, a month or so ago that found... um, 89% of Utahns said yes, or or that they were at least confident that their state and local government will conduct a fair and accurate election in in 2022. Uh, I compare that with uh, a Gallup poll, a nationwide poll that found um, only about 59% of Americans feeling the same way. And if you break it down by party, uh, Republicans were down to about 44%. But that's not the case in Utah. It was Across the board, Republicans and Democrats, which I found um, really interesting. And and, uh, uh, Utah is a unique place in a lot of ways, and apparently that's another one.
1: Yeah, and an important one. And I think it's a a real tribute to the process that Utah has been going on for a number of election cycles now to where uh, I think uh, even going back to 2020, most places across the country just were not ready for a, a pandemic election uh, and what that would entail. But I think Utah had gone through, worked out the bugs and the kinks, and uh, and that is part of the process of gaining trust, uh, is seeing how transparent it can become uh, so that everybody can have confidence. You know, I,
2: I met with a man yesterday. I um, mean, he's, he's an advocate uh, to uh, uh, make gambling illegal around the country, so, but that's kind of beside the point. But he, over and over again, he said to me that Utah, um, is a place where the American dream is more alive than any other state. He's not from here. He's from Massachusetts. And he, he would say that's because you know, gambling is illegal here. But I think there are many more uh, reasons why. And I, I think we have a trust in our public institutions here that stems from a number of things. I think it stems from our spirit of volunteerism, mm. because in, in, in a lot of our volunteer efforts, we're interacting with government, yeah. and seeing how it works. And there's kind of a spirit of gratitude here. And, you know, we tend to think of that in terms of just one religion. But I don't think that's true. I think it's a united effort of a lot of people of of goodwill. Uh, There was a study about 10 years ago or so that said Utah is a state with the highest upward mobility. In fact, our upward mobility levels are almost as high as that of Denmark. So we have a very healthy middle class. And then, of course, we've got the Utah Way approach to solving problems like immigration and LGBTQ rights and religious liberties and that type of thing. All of those add up to, I think, a healthy um, trust in our public institutions, which is not to say that we don't have problems here. And we have some election clerks that are being threatened uh, with violence here in Utah as well. But I think overall, our, our approach to government here is far healthier than it is in the rest of the country.
0: Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.
1: Yeah, so true. You know, I've been saying for a number of months now that uh, on this issue of trust, that, you know, we've we've stress tested our constitutional republic in just about every way we can through a, a world war. We've done it through pandemics. We've done it through financial collapse and crisis but we've never really stress tested this country in the absence of trust, especially trust in our institutions and also trust in each other. Uh, is is there something else that you're seeing or sensing, Jay, one that is working here in Utah or something that can help reverse that trend in other places around the country?
2: I think we need to remember that the agitators are a minority mm-hmm. and we're hearing a lot of, uh, from them. There are people who are threatening election officials, and I note in there, that uh, a lot of election workers uh, are quitting around the country because they're receiving th- death threats. Um, in some in some counties, the entire election staff is is quitting. This is a, a serious problem, but I think we have to remember that it's it's a it's a minority of people who are doing this. Not not everybody is arming themselves and showing up at uh, at, at drop boxes for for ballots. Uh, to intimidate voters, that's a very small minority of people, and it, it's it's very troubling. That's always the tactic of a terrorist group is is to try to make themselves seem more important and larger than they really are. And um, I, so I think I think we need to remember that for the most part, Americans are, uh, you know, may, maybe their trust is waning a little bit in, in government, but they still want the system to work. And we have to remember that just casting a ballot is an act of faith in our democracy. Yeah. And and um, we, we have to remember that. I think there are a lot of troubling signs around the country. And I have thought about this a lot. Is there anything here in Utah that we could transfer elsewhere to help this problem? We keep talking about the Utah way and our, our approach to solving problems and thinking that that's going to be a model for the rest of the country. And it never seems to work out that way. Um, but I think um, I think there's a lot of good happening in this state, and a lot of a lot of things that people elsewhere could learn from. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's so interesting because you do have, you have so many people who who come to the state now. Uh, who come both to uh, our government leaders, uh, come to faith leaders, uh, and and are asking, well, how do you do that? You know, how do you deal with intergenerational poverty? How are you dealing with mental health or or young people? Uh, how do you take? How do you create that upward mobility that you were talking about, Jay? And and uh, people come from all over the world to say, how do you do that? Uh, and then, of course, when you start to explain how you do that, they say, well, we we don't want to do that, but we really <laughs> right. can, can we buy the result in a bottle. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I, I think that the key to it is uh, being more concerned about results and less concerned about who gets credit for yeah. those results. And that's uh, so anathema to what what we're going through right now, where every it's all about my side winning and your side losing. It's a zero sum game. If, if if I win, you lose, uh, and, and that's not true. Uh, it's if, if we all if if we all work together, we all can win. And uh, who cares who gets the credit? The country is better off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Jay Evenson from the Deseret News, uh, always appreciate your perspective. Uh, I think it's one of those days where you can say it It really is not who leads us. It's what leads us, what principles, what value, uh, and that trust, that trust in each other uh, is so vital. Jay, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, that's Jay Evenson from the De- Deseret News, and uh, always appreciate uh, Jay's perspective. And he has such a, a deep history uh, he is a vault of knowledge, especially when it comes to uh, things happening here in the state of Utah. He's a great observer uh, of what goes on, and not just politically, it's, uh, it's, it's society. Uh, social commentary, I think, is uh, more important than political commentary because it gets us closer to the principles uh, that can actually solve the problems. And, and that's what we have to get as a country. Uh, and if we want to have faith in each other, if we want to have trust in each other, uh, then we have to do it different. Uh, I loved what Jay pointed out in terms of this idea that the more you are involved in community, uh, the higher the trust levels are. Uh, Because when you are interacting in community, most likely you are bumping up against government. You're bumping into businesses. You're bumping into various faith groups and other volunteer organizations of all kinds. And the more we bump into all of those institutions – uh, the more we see the people who are part of or associate with those institutions uh, as human beings, as neighbors, as friends, as members of our community. And that changes the trust factor as well. Uh, I agree with Jay, with Jay the the great threat uh, on this election is not anything coming from Russia or Iran or North Korea. Uh, it's right here at home, and it's the trust that we have in each other in the process and in the institutions. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour break. When we come back, another crucial conversation: America's fentanyl crisis. What's driving it? How do we stop it? Stick around. We'll be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.
2: Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do.
1: When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything.
2: It was violent. It was senseless.